Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. Lord, all nice and Sounds good. It feels good. Is that what it is? Feels good? Yeah. I'm sure there's songs for... I got a decent voice, man. Yeah, you don't. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> That's your... <laughs> yeah. I don't... That was bad. You know how you can only yeah. hear yourself through the no. acoustics of your skull? Nope. So that's... I think that's what you're hearing. You like to not give me credit on certain things. <laughs> Other things you'll give me credit for. Certain things, no credit for. Look, there can only be one of us that sings, and that spot's taken. You don't sing. Can't sit here. You sing like Michael Jackson sings. And, and Michael Jackson is the one of the best singers of all time. Also so. canceled. Yeah, but that was why, you know, why, that was back before we, we did that that's stuff. Why, that was back before we canceled why, anybody. That's all you do. Why? Why? Tell them that it's human. Did you know Jerry Lee Lewis married like his 12-year-old cousin? Think about that. What? His own... <laughs> <laughs> Um, can you be more descriptive? Jerry Lee Lewis married his own cousin or Michael Jackson's 12-year-old cousin? His own cousin. Okay. Who was like 12 or 13 at the time. First and this cousin? was actually... I, I, that I don't know. But this was actually uh, like pretty well known. Like He would take her on tour and would make like public appearances with her. And that's really weird to think about now. I mean, it's really weird to think about at any time that that was just kind of generally accepted. Yeah. That's the the goodness gracious great balls of fire. I was going to ask you what he actually Yeah, that's what he sung. I think that I don't think that's his only hit, but that's definitely his biggest hit. I see. Uh but he just used to yeah, hang out with his uh his this 12-year-old, 13-year-old and it was widely accepted like that. Yeah, that's just his wife. That's Did the you way. Ever, have you ever read the lyrics to Great Balls of Fire? No, because I don't think it's like one of those like like a Queen song. People only <laughs> know the chorus. Well, let's see if we can find some clues in here. All right, let's go. <laughs> you shake my nerves and, and you, you rattle, rattle my brain. brain. Down, on, on, on. Too much love drives a man insane. Down, on, on, on. You broke my wheel. You. Oh, you were supposed to give me another. Dun, 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 dun. Is there? I don't think there's a. Dun, you dun, broke dun, my dun, wheel. Dun, 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 dun. But what a thrill. Dun, 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 dun. Goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. <laughs> I actually don't know if there's a burp after that, but uh, it sounded appropriate. <laughs> I felt bad because you were only 13. Megan's Law would have treated me mean. <laughs> Euros, you are so hot. I'm a big red dot. <laughs> All right. Oh, geez. But yeah, he did that, and that's disgusting. That is completely disgusting in all directions. Where was Jerry Lee Lewis from? Uh, I think Tennessee. That I don't well, know, somewhere, the, somewhere in the uh, there. That is the, isn't it? the old Bible Belt. There. Uh, he was born in Vicksburg, Mississippi. Yeah, that's a Bible Belt. That sounds about right. How did we get to talking about him and his? Uh, oh, because you said Michael Jackson had big was canceled. But <laughs> wait, what were you going to say? Michael Jackson had big what? <laughs> no, no, he was canceled. Yeah, but there's this really weird. Like, there's like four or five decades. Of people who did really, so, really scummy so, stuff. So you think that Michael in his most honest moment would be like, you weren't around back then, man. <laughs> That's how we did it. 
he wasn't related to me. <laughs> what? What's the problem? I think they probably just all pointed. Why pitch, am I doing a bad? Fingers. Why do I sound like Mickey Mouse being choked? What's the problem? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! The sheriff! Hot dog! <laughs> I feel like we're blowing air drums up. That song, you have kids. Mickey's Clubhouse was oh, stuck yeah. in my brain for 15 years because I have younger brothers and sister. Hot, hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. Hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog. It, it's still it's still happening. Uh, That's bam, still bam, a thing. That's, that is still always on in my house. Oh my. That song's been playing for 15 years straight in every child's house in America. Did you know that that was uh, Mickey Mouse's first words were hot dog? Really? Yeah, those were his first recorded words. Where he was selling hot dogs, and that's how come there's, and that's why that song is called the Hot Dog. Oh, so the first time people saw Mickey Mouse in a cartoon, he was selling hot dogs. Was it in a different cartoon? Is this like a spin? On, it was like a, sp- so Mickey Mouse is like the Joni loves Chachi of what cartoon? You know, I think it was his own. I think it was his own. Oh, cartoon. so he just opened. He was up. introduced, and the first time open. he spoke, he was doing hot what dogs. What a good open. Yeah. What a good intro. 100%. Selling hot dogs. <laughs> the original Mickey Mouse was creepy looking, too. Uh, if you go and Google his his very first or their very first uh, costumes, like Disneyland costumes, mm. boy, oh boy, were those some creepy, creepy costumes because there was nobody that could put together a good Mickey Mouse costume. Okay. And so what you see in the cartoon isn't really what you want walking around Disneyland. So those very, very first uh, iterations of the the Mickey costume. Yeah. Yeah, super creepy. Really? I look forward to seeing what these things are. Because when I was in Seattle a couple of years ago, I took a tour of the Jim Henson Museum. And if you want to see some creepy stuff, you see what some of them old Muppets looked like before he really figured things out. Really creepy? Oh, just scuzzy, creepy, weird awful looking there was some really cool stuff in there too oh dear oh my god how creepy and i know this doesn't make for good oh my podcasting god. well i'm gonna, how creepy are those i'll tell you what photos i don't have any social media right now but if i did <laughs> i might have to put this as the cover photo on the episode because that is i would love to see <laughs> this is reddit your dirtbag your dirtbag community and they titled it funny, 1939, Terrified Small Child Poses with First Mickey and Minnie Mouse. First of all, Mickey Mouse is like 6'5". <laughs> in this, oh my God, that is not that is awful and haunting. Yeah, so that's the first Mickey, Mickey and Minnie there. But yeah, he was introduced to the world as Hot Dog. Wow. Hot Dog, Hot Dog. Um, I don't st- know how we got here, but... I am a month off of social media now. How you feeling? Good. Haven't missed it. I mi- you know what I miss? Just scrolling and wasting time. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I miss. It's muscle memory. You th- you pick up your phone and you go to check something that's not there anymore, and y- you you're like, okay, I got to check something, but it's a waste of time, is what it is. Yes, but I want to waste time doing something. So now I look at news, whatevers. Here's the bat. Well, I had to sign up on Twitter, but I don't really use it, and no one pays attention to me on there, so that's good. I'll catch myself scrolling that because I guess if you sign off for more than 20 days, they just delete all of your thing. Oh, wow. And I didn't build up these 90 followers to just give it all up in case, you know, I want to be famous. Hey, if you have 90 followers, we got 100 total, baby. Bang. 
so I'm back on that, and here's the one that I that I check um, too many times a day now, and it is an absolute wasteland. LinkedIn. Yes. Oh, so LinkedIn is. I jumped on there a few days ago, and it has turned into a complete garbage show. Where it's like trying to be a social media platform, like yeah. that you can do stories. Well, someone tapped into this weird frequency, and I don't know who the first one to do it was, but now everybody posts on LinkedIn the same way in this weird quasi-inspirational slash trial-by-fire slash condescending. I was doing a job interview to hire a position for blank, and I heard a baby crying in the background. and I didn't... Most people would say that that's rude, but I took it as initiative and this person is doing what they need to do. Well, let me just tell you, that became the best employee in my department. Real leaders don't look for conventional wisdom. Real leaders look for ways around problems and see character and difficult. And it's like this 19 paragraph thing and the paragraphs always look the same way. So it's it's become like just a formula. It's Uber Facebook. Well, here's a and. Oddly, I find LinkedIn almost more creepy mm. than Facebook. And what I mean by that is, like, I typically won't see very popular posts that other people <laughs> outside of my network are making in my, yeah. Facebook, my Facebook network. Um, LinkedIn will show me, like, photo of attractive woman. I wanted to be a security guard my whole life, and this is—I'm finally reaching that dream. And it's like nipples out, ninety thousand <laughs> like, likes, and it's like, oh, you got that because, like, let's be real. Well, right? here's, like, that's here's the best part about that is because LinkedIn is supposed to be so professional, and everybody knows that. Like everybody knows that you know they tell you that be careful on your social media because employers may look. Most employers are really cool unless you're being nefarious, they're really cool to let you be you. And they kind of go to like, hey, we've got 30,000 employees. If you make a pecker joke every now and then, we're just going to let it go. We'll, we'll let it slide. But LinkedIn, everybody knows, is if you're here, you're looking for a job. This was built by employers for employers. It's like FUBU for the business world. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst FUBU of all time. <laughs> I'm going to call LinkedIn. LinkedIn is white collar FUBU. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> white collars in white collars. So, But the best part is people aren't playing by the rules anymore. And oh, it is must-see TV when someone goes off the rails either by not being mannerly or bringing politics or being basically naked on it or just being a dirtbag on it. I, and I've got every walk of life has come to my news feed now. Like I had this one girl, I think she got taken off of LinkedIn now <laughs> because she said, like she puts in her profile that she worked where I work. She does not at all. She was like a makeup artist at one point, like fitness trainer at one point, something else at one point, worked at a car lot at one point. She's never been in the stadium of my industry, let alone at the company. And every day she would post a photo just nearly completely naked. Uh, like that if she wore it at the MTV VMAs, you'd be like, "Woo, that's a little racy. Yeah, that's a little much. <laughs> and she's got it at LinkedIn. And it would just be the comments would be full of women who were appalled saying this is not professional. This should be taken down. And roofers 
who thought it was awesome. <laughs> Very inspiring. <laughs> Misspelled you are so bootyfuls and <laughs> Oh my gosh. Everything. I can't I can't deal with LinkedIn because you're right. It is for if you're looking for a job or to kind of humble brag, right? There's a lot of humble brag going on on LinkedIn. And it's just this weird there was this one post of this girl with a picture of burnt toast and I remember my dad coming home after a long day and my mom given while giving him dinner she also gave him clearly burnt toast dot 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 and i'm like what are we doing i'm done yeah i this can't isn't... read nine paragraphs to find out who's the good one here i i just can't there's too much there's too many platforms but the drama and none of them actually have value the i love people again i've told you this before i love people that take themselves too seriously and i love when hillbilly events come to non-hillbilly places because that is <laughs> that's been my whole life like, like, like if, if my family, I don't think I've ever heard you say that, <laughs> which is the fact that you encapsulated. Does it that, feel so, right? Yeah, it feels yeah. good. Like when my family goes to a banquet, we ain't acting banquet. Like <laughs> we're making fun of everybody. Someone might be throwing food at someone else in the family. There's going to be a fight. There's going to be a fight. Fisticuffs. It's going to be physical. And, and, and we're going to, and we're going to tell somebody else to mind their business. If they tell. <laughs> so I love that. And, so much hillbilliness has been brought into LinkedIn now. The most amazing thing I had seen happen the other day, this poor woman, I really do feel bad for her. She seems like a great gal. She posted a picture of herself like sitting, you know, you do that thing where you're sitting, you're lean, you're sitting on the on the top of a desk, but it's only kind of like your butt that's on the edge of the desk and then your legs are kind of splayed like forward. You're just kind of resting on a desk, arms it's like, like a stock folded, photo, like, like a stock photo. Like if, if someone said, do the vice principle, you would stand like this yeah. with your butt kind of leaning on a desk and your legs out forward and your arms crossed. It's like the photo they use when they're trying to sell you the desk in the photo. Yes. Okay. That's exactly right. She's doing this pose and she goes, oh my God, I'm so excited to, to let everyone know that I've just been named the VP of like whatever this small company was um and she's going to be doing this new job comment underneath oh my god congratulations girl so proud comment under under that was from this guy and it said oh no so who did you bang to get this job wow <clears throat> turns out it wasn't the guy it was his wife that wrote that oh hey Wait, was that person working at the company? I have no idea. I didn't ask because I'm a big, I'm a big non-drama feeder. Like, uh, unless it comes to me, I don't want to go like, ooh, and then what happened? Because I don't want to take part in somebody's pain. You, you just want to watch at a distance. I don't want to take part in someone's pain and ruination. But the instinct of just seeing that and being like, oh my god, and then being like, so seeing the guy right had written that comment, and then someone. Like it had come out that it was actually his wife that wrote that comment, and now I'm going like, oh, <laughs> so okay, so old boy got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. Well, can you imagine how 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 much lack of trust you have to have in your relationship that your <laughs> that your significant other is going to your LinkedIn? No, in that she has your LinkedIn yeah, password, not your. Facebook password, not your Snapchat password, yeah. not your Twitter password. Well, your LinkedIn password. Here's the thing: if you LinkedIn is not a bad platform if you wanted to sleep creep on some, like if you wanted to do if you want to do some of that sleep creeping because it tells you who looked 
who views your profile. Yeah, I don't like that, though. I don't like it either. It's unsettling. But if you were looking to do some professional creeping and you just go in there and view 30, it's like Tinder. You go in there and view 30 life coach profiles. And then see who, who looks see, back. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of cre- I never thought about it that way. I didn't like it because I thought it was. I I just I don't I I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of knowing who was looking at my page. Yeah, I'm thinking of disabling it, but I've gotten over 500 connections. And when you're over 500 connections, it says 500 plus connections. So for all they know, I got 30 million. Five, yeah, yeah, or just 501. It's petty, like but the jeans, baby. It's petty, but considering the little success I've had on any social media, I kind of really don't want to give that up. We got to start posing shows on LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> just make them hey uh comedy sh- comedy show slash resume workshop how about that let's that's do a sell. it that's a sell let's um, do it that would actually be good because you're good with resumes <laughs> i should send you my resume and let and let you go to work on it comedy plus resume yeah he's gonna make you laugh or fix your resume <laughs> i don't know let's yeah. find out <laughs> are you back on the facebook uh i i it's active but i don't say yes I don't go on very often, uh, and I'm forgetting why I had to reactivate. Um, for I had to reactivate for a reason. Oh, I know why. I was ordering lunch at work, and I realized in order to order DoorDash, I have to have a Facebook. Something account. always pulls you back in. And so it's like, wait, what does me wanting to buy Thai food for lunch have to do with my Facebook account? Yeah. So I had to actually go in there, and then I realized that all the lunches I've purchased for. <laughs> for my work we're on the storedash account so i have to wow open up my facebook account so i could get reimbursed for all the lunches that i had done through doordash they know how to chase you back something's going to make you come back all the time but let me tell you it's brutal it is it is not fun for one for two i very rarely post anything anymore and it's only because for what for what it's just for people what? yelling at each other and it is the opposite of what I assume Facebook was supposed to be, which was you had to have a school account. It was going to be cool. All your friends were on it. And now it's just like old people yelling at each other mm-hmm. and thinking that they're like, who Who are you doing this for? Who is this for? That was the tagline is a place for friends. Yeah. Now it's a place for enemies. Now it's a place. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you should market it. In your voice. A place for enemies. <laughs> That'd be a great commercial. <laughs> Facebook was a place for friends. Now it's a place <laughs> for enemies. That is really what it is. Even at its best now, it's snarky memes. <clears throat> I will unfriend anybody. Who <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could see how, how much you... Uh, I lean into Yeah, that. you leaned into I it. I wear my heart on my sleeve. <laughs> I will unfriend anybody who posts a meme. I don't Be as insightful as you think you're being. I don't care about that. But when they have the fake insightful meme and it ends with three words, I you are dead to me in my world. When they post that semi-inspirational or thought-provoking in quotes or condescending meme and then it, and then period and then next sentence read that again. Go die. Oh, Go die yeah. right now. Go die right now. It's the words who started that? Read that again. And it's, it's always it's always like, um, two does. It, it's always like, <laughs> pressure makes diamonds. The toughest times let us find out who we really are. Or, or no, it's always like, 
your real friends come out when the fake friends turn their back on you in the moment you need it the most. <laughs> Read that again. Hey, like, look, just call your sister-in-law and tell her she she pissed you off. Don't take this out on me. Yeah, there's uh, there's this whole... Why do, yeah, why do I have to read it again? It's the dumbest thing I've ever read. I didn't want to read it the first time. Yeah. Hey, it's not, it's not like earth-shatteringly intelligent. I got it. I don't like the ones that are uh, that you get to the last paragraph. And and let me tell you, let me tell you, if you have more than 180 characters, I'm scrolling done. on, baby. I'm done. Done. Right? Like, you're not, whatever you're trying to do in nine paragraphs, mm-hmm. I'm not going to read. If I'm, if I'm feeling nice that day, I just look at the emoji everyone else gave you and I give you that. Oh, I don't even do that. I just... Keep on strolling, baby. Yeah, you like you you give likes like a World War II dad. You know who you are? <laughs> you literally you're you're friends with two three hundred comedians and you're still giving thumbs ups out there. <laughs> thumbs ups out there. You're that teacher of eighth grade geography that's like, I don't give A's, like, oh cool. Mr. Alanese, real cool. I, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I hate it. I hate that too. Here's another one that I hate is when someone goes like, someone said whatever for your soul just only makes you grow more. And I felt that. It's all these hokey, hacky things that it just means 20 likes. It just means you said nothing. (laughs) But these extra words will get you 20 likes. Read that again. All right, there's that's a plus 20. Read that again is a plus 20. And I felt that as a plus 30. I don't like the ones that give you like some kind of weird challenge at the end where it's like, if you're man enough to share this right. with 90,000 <laughs> friends. <laughs> most, people are afraid, <laughs> most people are afraid to admit they've accepted Jesus Christ into their hearts. <laughs> it's like, I feel like just commenting randomly like, hey, did you know Richard Lewis or what's the guy's name? <laughs> Married his cousin. Oh, <laughs> like Jerry random, Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Just random. Just dropping really <laughs> random facts. Into Jerry things. Lee Lewis married his thirteen-year-old cousin, and I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis married his thirteen-year-old cousin. Read that again. <laughs> How? Well, think about that. And by the way, especially old people, and and <laughs> especially old people. We none of us like dogs being abused. Stop showing a dog with his face freshly punching. And and saying that this is disgusting. Yeah, we our, yeah we know. Stop sharing the picture of a dog that looks like he was in a cage match with mankind. <laughs> telling us you hate it. I know. I, I hate it too. Everybody hates it. I, it's probably photoshopped, well, and I a, even hate that. There's a lot of uh, virtue virtue signaling going on. Yes, and it's just too much. It's just like okay, everybody's a good person. And now I know you're a big fan of Meta, but virtue signaling has become its own virtue signaling. Calling out virtue signaling. Is an is the new virtue signal? Yeah, it's how about too, that for Meta? It's, that's too that's too much Inception for snapping me. one finger because I can't snap. It's too deep. Fun fact about me: you, you see, <laughs> through, <laughs> a fun fact through all of our projects together, you've learned more about me than nearly anyone in my life. Fun fact: I can't snap my fingers with my right hand. I can snap, no problem with the left. I've never in my life been able to do it with the right hand. Oh, it's because you have a um, a bipedal digit. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. What's that mean? 
Watch, look at you. Watch, put your finger up. Yeah. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm, I made all that up. Uh, so I don't know why. It's weird because you're weird. means two feet. I know. I know. I was idiot. trying to make things up. <laughs> I have a two foot. I have a two foot finger. You're the worst. <laughs> you're the worst. I was making something up. You I was work trying to with pretend. surgeons all day. I try to. I try to have a solution for you. And you know what? You're just weird. Is what it is. It is. It is a weird thing. You're just weird, man. That's why I said fun fact. What's a fun fact about you? That's not fun. Things you can't do. That's not fun. You're a jerk. There's That's fun, not fun. There's fun fact. Oh, fun fact you're, about me. My prank, my pancreas doesn't make <laughs> insulin. Fun fact. Fun fact about me. My bladder is huge. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun fact. Fun fact. I'm missing two thirds of my colon. Fun fact. <laughs> the nurse was extremely unsettled by how large my bladder, how much fluid my bladder can hold. <laughs> is that a true story? That's a true story. That's a true story. Um, I had to have an ultrasound on my bladder <clears throat> and they said like drink all uh, bladder and kidneys or whatever they have to do <laughs> whatever they're doing I just let them do their work you know and they said you got to have a full bladder when you come in I said no problem baby <laughs> challenge accepted I said and so I drank I drank all the water all the water you should have filled it, you should have filled it up with beer i drank all of the water in the city of bakersfield before i went over there because i aimed to please i wanted to be good and i went over there and i laid down on the table and she uh she put the goo on me um and started and then hit you with that little cold it hit me with the hit me with that you see thing. that yeah that's uh that, it's your bladder it looks like a that's black your screen. Anus. yeah it's <laughs> a picture of you <laughs> And she she said uh, she lifted up my shirt and she goes uh, she goes oh wow your uh, your bladder is is uh, very full and I said yeah I I I, I did that for you <laughs> and she said no your your bladder is enormous it's more full than it's more way more full than it should be able to be and I say I I do drink a lot of water. And she said, how long have you been doing that? And I said, <laughs> All my life. It's about, about 15 years now. Um, and she's like, well, that, I mean, I said, is that bad? She goes, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's, I mean, I haven't heard of it ever becoming a problem, but your bladder is much larger than the average bladder. Suck on that. We're going to get you. Yeah, I'm going to have to get you a trophy. It's too big. It's too big. Bladder too big. You, for My bladder is huge. Bladder too big for sucking. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it's cool. huge, huge. <laughs> I got the biggest bladder. <laughs> Ask anybody. Uh, my bladder's done more in four years. <laughs> Forty months, my bladder's grown more. <laughs> What's a fun fact about you? I just told you too. I can't snap my fingers with my right hand, and my bladder is huge. Well, God, that's I not wish I worked. Fun. Those are just deformities. I wish I worked retail now or was in school now. Because they used to always do the fun fact, and I never knew what to say. Those are two great ones to say <laughs> if it was a work orientation. Where are you from, and what's a fun fact? Hi, my name is Chris Flail. I am a 34-year-old new hire intern for Verizon Wireless. And fun fact about me, my bladder is unsettlingly huge to the medical community. <laughs> so what that means for you is way less restroom break. So I'm going to be very productive. Don't get me pissed off. Because I can piss all day. Uh, fun fact: I don't. Uh, does it have to be medical? Probably, right? No, it doesn't. Have I might to have be. shared this before, but I have like a thing called visual snow. 
visual snow. For those of you who don't know, uh, it means I, it's essentially, it just means I have to sleep with the nightlight on. (laughs) That's all that means. Uh, Um, So in, why? Because in a, in a very dark room. you've been medically diagnosed as a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Need a, need a nightlight. All right. Thanks. I need to sleep with footy pajamas. When it's dark in a room uh, where most people adjust to the light, I actually get static. So the whole room looks like like static to me. Your wife is a saint. You've got to sleep with the lights on. As am I. You've got to sleep with the lights on and have a TV on or audio on at all times. Yeah, that's... That's me. That's you're how like I go to bed. Sh- That's how I function. It's weird. You're like a shark. Like you I got to be listening to a podcast, and the room has to be well lit. Wow, that's you're a diva. Yeah. So, anyways, I get all these. I get this snow. We, we could never sleep together. <laughs> Does that bum you out? <laughs> no, I think I that's why to, God. I think that's why God made me this way. Actually, I wake up to pee in the middle of the night quite a bit too. So, but why? If your bladder's huge, I feel it though, because I think I think because my bladder is so big. I feel thirst all the time. <laughs> I always feel thirst. And so I I don't think your bladder has anything to do with your yearning for liquid. I think I've got I think I feel compelled to fill it. I think that's how the bladder Here's a here's my theory. I think my bladder got so big because I've got such an unquenchable thirst and I'm drinking water all day long. Oh, no, I certainly don't. For have, adventure? I wish my bladder was connected to life because I have no thirst for that. We should post this on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Only roofers will like it. It's just going to be like, this is so unprofessional. And then John J. Roofing. Nice tits. <laughs> nice tits on these two guys. Jeez Louise. So, yeah, that's my fun fact. I don't really have anything weird with me. It's a pretty think. good fun fact. That's yeah, fine. That's I can't fine. wait till the new audience hears. W- this yeah this is gonna be because it seems like they're waiting for a new episode and boy are we gonna <laughs> disappoint them with this just talk about how old we are <laughs> as it turns out my leg shakes every 15th snap <laughs> and i have no idea why here's a fun fact <laughs> about about what happened i'll give the light details on what happened because it took me a while to figure it out but recently and I think this is a good story about about hard work, <laughs> about about hard work and diligence and stick to itiveness when you think when it seems hopeless, and it still does. Everything feels hopeless, right but now. a little less. Okay, I've told you folks listening that this audience doesn't have millions of people. It's got a <laughs> it's a niche market. You're not one of million. <clears throat> You're one of one. It's a niche market. <laughs> Decent listenership for a, like for a comedy show, I'd be like, oh, great. But across the world, um, it's tough to justify the time it's been. Um, but we kept going. We plowed through and we plowed strong. And it didn't seem like anything was going to change, but we kept doing it anyway. And anytime a new platform came up, I'd put us on the platform and we'd get maybe a little minor bump from new people, but it wouldn't be much. And we just kept it rolling we just kept chugging we've made promo videos that no one's watched and they're good they're amazing they're fun they really are and they take a lot of work we've created websites and pages that if some people went to or nobody went to or what like the whole thing (laughs) we can't figure it out 
And then <laughs> either some people went or nobody. I don't know. Yes. And then it just happened to be mm, maybe three months ago. I got a notification that um, Amazon was starting a podcast section where you could look at podcasts on the Amazon app. Okay. And just for the hell of it, I'm like, yeah, I'll put us on that. And I had to do these steps. And they're like, okay, your account is now being reviewed. And you'll be put on Amazon once the steps are all done. And it takes a while for that. Because they were just launching anyway. Not thinking anything of it. Just keep on going. Right? Um, And then I just started noticing. I almost never checked the numbers of this. But I just started noticing out of the blue we'd be getting like a good bit of listens um, but the, the numbers of the most recent episode weren't changing. And then they did start to change. And then I looked, I'm like, Jesus, this, like we have like three times the audience that we had. And so many people are downloading this one episode. What's going on? And I looked and it, it was an episode we recorded in 2019. Okay. It was July of 2019. Uh, and it was Old Town Road is the name of the episode. Gonna take my horse to the old town. Yeah, it was a good video that accompanied it. That's right. We made a video. We put it on Facebook, put it on YouTube. So the first thing I thought was, um, the first thing I thought was maybe people found the video. And I took a look at the video. No one really watched that. <laughs> <laughs> we somehow have less views. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody took it back. Well, then I, I remembered that we also did the Randy Johnson video from that episode. That episode's pretty fire. We got two really good videos. Was that though. really the same episode? Same episode. Wow, we covered a lot. Yeah. We went from Nas X, is that the guy's name? Yeah. To Randy Johnson, baby. Um, That's a big spectrum. Fifty Shades is from that vi- that episode. Oh, wow. We Yeah. We were coming in hot, we boy. We smashed it on this episode. Man, we were like Cash Money Records in the 99 and the 2000. The Randy Johnson video is the one that did well for us in the first place. But it didn't come from that. I was like, where is this coming from and then i looked and finally i got a hunch and i was like oh maybe spotify because spotify got a new audience no and then i'm looking at the difference in the audience and for the longest time apple podcast was 90 percent of our listenership all of a sudden out of nowhere um alexa based and this new thing like called cfn or something like that accounted for like 65 percent to 70 percent of our listenership wow i'm like what is going on and finally i looked I, then I got the hunch to check Amazon. And when you go to Amazon Podcasts, because... Are we the only podcast there? <laughs> no. But here's what happened. Because the second I got the email from Amazon, I signed us up. We were one of the first podcasts to come through like when they actually launched it. Oh, nice. So everybody's on there. But we were one of the first to go through. And because of that, their app doesn't divorce music from podcasts there it's just all together it's just all so it's all audio so when you when you go on amazon music app and you search old town road the first the first three results are old town road like a remix and whatever and then right underneath of the songs it's podcasts our podcast is first so we got people that were looking for old town road not X Nas, Nas X. Lil Nas, people that were looking for Lil Nas X's Old Town Road. Um, Found us. They see the list of podcasts and they're like, that, huh, they must have talked about Old Town Road on this. I'll check it out. And so it's just, I mean, just blasting listens. And some of those 
are certainly being turned off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of them keep listening to our stuff. Good. Welcome. We, we are getting we are getting 30 to 40 downloads a day in the United Kingdom. Wow. So we're we're big in the UK, baby. Not like forget Hello, loves. Forget what we're getting in the US. Is that not the UK. Okay. We're getting like 30 to 40 downloads a day in the United Kingdom. We're getting like a dozen downloads a day in Japan. Like all these, they just keep coming through. It's unreal. And it's all because, and it, and it wasn't like I'm going to do a Hail Mary and maybe Amazon. I literally got the email and went, oh, that's cool. I'll just put us on there too. Let's it do just, it. Like I'll just do the, It's like you make that one extra phone call and it might actually turn into something. And for you us. got all your sales from it. So I decided I'm going to call this episode WAP Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Let's catch him. I'm just going to call every episode. I'm going to try to name this episode the entire Billboard 100 right now. <laughs> yeah, let's just, whatever's number one, that's going to be the name of our episode. But the problem is I don't think that's actually going to work. I think it's specifically because we were first we were first in and like a dozen people found it and listened to it. And so the algorithm pushed us up top. And just little and by now little, we're up just, top. just organically. That's the thing is to, I've watched YouTube videos to beat social media and, and, podcast app algorithms for days and haven't had even a modicum of success and by accident i hacked the algorithm and tripled our audience <laughs> well it's just luck it's, it's just luck it's on a much smaller scale the little nas x story he just threw some nonsense on soundcloud and it became the biggest song in the history of the world wow how cool would it be if our podcast becomes the biggest podcast in the history of the world and we have Lil Nas X on the in program? In the world! And Billy Ray Cyrus on the program. and But not uh, not L Richard Lewis. God, I, can't, I said the guy's name appropriately <clears throat> the first time, and now I can't. Richard Lee Lewis? Jerry Lee Tommy Lewis. Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee Lewis. There we go. Are you doing the Zoom show with me at the end of the month? Are you I on am. That? I'm on the Zoom, baby. Our first baby's first Zoom show. Yeah, I've, I've watched a few Zoom shows. You With hatred in your heart? Yes, but I did it to support, and I gave some tips. Did you I, really? Yeah, I mean... What if, were your tips? You Reddit hater? No, like... Hey guys, that's by the way, twenty Red, bucks. Reddit's, I I I tip twenty bucks oh, every wow. time, every show. Is this really a Zoom show? Or are you? Were you? Is this? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, the thing hang made on, me give him twenty bucks. Hang on, was this Zoom show on OnlyFans.com? <laughs> well, I was the only fan. How so. many friends of yours are on OnlyFans right now? None that I know of. Really? Yeah, I not that a, I know of. I got about a dozen. Jeez. Yeah, half dozen to a dozen. Uh huh. We need to hook that up to Amazon and see if we can <laughs> mess with the algorithm. It takes all kinds, brother. It takes all kinds to make this thing go. I tap into all markets I can. Yeah, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, do you have any idea what you're going to do for our Zoom show? Because I, we're doing it for a great cause that I will name next time because I don't remember what it is. Um, it, but it's for a great cause, and that's why we're doing the Zoom show. But from a format standpoint, I have no idea what I'm going to do yet. I think I'm just going to tell one or two stories and go from there. Yeah, I, I'm. From what I've watched from a lot of Zoom shows, Zoom com stand-up comedy shows, is they end up being more of a interview type thing because that's what it feels like, right? You're sitting at home, you're trying to be funny, but at the like, same time, and they're like, "What are you wearing?" And I'm like. Are you going to roll up your sleeves? <laughs> I'm more sexy with the with the more clothes I wear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> I got nine shirts on, baby. <clears throat> When's the last time you disrobed, like, check this out? Have you ever done that? No. Have you ever been like, y- you're welcome, like the, like a present? No, <clears throat> not at all. Has, not recently. Has anyone ever done that not for you? Not post-COVID. Has anyone ever done this move for you, like show up in lingerie or like... There was that time I showed up to your podcast early. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that was real nice. And you were getting ready, boy. But seriously, has anyone ever done that to you? This may be selfish for me, but in the times of my life where it's happened to me, I can't, you can't help what your first thought is. My first thought is always like, oh, man, no. Because now it's this unnecessary... <laughs> it's this unnecessary pressure. How many times has this happened to you? It's happened. A lot? I've had a lot of good people in my life. Like, I, you know... I've had a lot of reluctant people in my life. <laughs> And I have visual snow. What, is, <laughs> what, what does that mean? I've had a lot of reluctant Look, people. Nobody just ends hey, up. Fellas, with me. <laughs> you, hey, fellas, you know what it's you know how exciting it is when she pulls the mace out and you know it's time. <laughs> a lot of reluctant people. Well, that's for like you know, I'm no prize. But so every every time I would feel this rush of anxiety and pressure of like, oh no, I have like to perform. I've got it not just I've got to be satisfied. I could ruin like a really thoughtful gesture. Now it's all on me. I didn't know. Like I didn't know this was coming. <laughs> Scary. It is, it is a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It's like, uh, especially if all right, you, this happens to you. I'm sure it happens to a lot of men. You got to be not just prepared, but it, you want to feel good, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to the gym, if you if you've been going to the gym, if you're ready to go, if you're feeling good about you. Then when that happens, it's like, oh, okay, I, I, I can I can stand and deliver. No, but if, it me. always happens like after a, a night where I had like Italian food. <laughs> 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 and I'm just like weighed down and I feel disgusting. By the way, this is it's proof that women are so much like so much better and more. I mean, we know they're more attractive, but just more valuable than men. Here's how much more valuable than men women are is a woman's a woman can give you the can give you a present of her her body (laughs) the idea of showing up in a jacket and taking it off in lingerie it's like a gift happy birthday it's me (laughs) it's like that's how valuable because we're super excited but it's like if someone gave you the same present every year you'd be like I've unwrapped you every Saturday for seven years, but we're still like, yes, yes, yes. All right. <laughs> it's you it's, again. It's, <laughs> oh, I wonder. Ooh, I wonder what's underneath is the wrapping. New, is that a new trench coat? I know what's underneath the wrapping. I paid for what's yeah. underneath the wrapping. <laughs> I'm still paying for what's underneath the wrapping. That someone did that to my brother. I'm paying for a lot of things other people are unwrapping. So, a guy did that to my brother at a gas station one night. My brother was pumping gas when he was a young, young man. He was pumping gas, and there was this guy who was my brother's huge. You've seen him. Yeah, he's a big he's guy. like six five, like real big muscle dude. Um, there was this really tiny guy at the gas station and had a very voluptuous girlfriend with him. And I guess he got self-conscious of my brother, as men tend to do. And he looked over, and he goes to my brother, what's your problem, buddy? My brother was like, excuse me? I think my brother about? just came back from the military. He's like, excuse me? He goes, and this guy comes right over to my brother's face, and he goes, 
I see you looking at her. He goes, don't look at the tits. The tits. Don't don't you look at the tits. He goes, look, look at me, buddy. He goes, I paid for those tits. You understand? And then he goes, I'm still paying for those tits. <laughs> don't look at the tits. And my brother, ju- my brother just said to him, congratulations. What kind of Wild West, like... Where are you from? You these know things where happen. You know where I'm from. I know where you're from, but I still don't understand where you're from. Look at I'm from where I'm from, and I don't understand where. I'm I also picture Danny DeVito for some reason. That, that that's who the guy was. Yeah, I somebody see. looking like that. No, this guy was like a, like a bro, like a short, like a short. Oh, big truck. Uh, we don't do that. We don't really do the big truck thing back home. That's not like a lifted truck. This guy was probably in an old. You know, like a Saturn, <laughs> Saturn, what? like an old Saturn ion. Jeez, that sounds brutal. Yeah, like an old Saturn ion. Um, that's my guess. Here's a fun. Here's a fun fact that I heard from somebody who's in uh, heavy in law enforcement. They pointed out a common pattern of two common patterns. Okay. The over some people call them stereotypes, but go ahead. Overwhelming. <laughs> overwhelming commonality in people that get stopped with like with issues like with possession or gun charges or whatever in traffic stops overwhelming consistency in finding people with saturn ions really yes i don't know what the deal with that is i mean saturn hasn't been made in a long time maybe that has something to do with it but like there's no other like there's no demographic factor that's consistent but a lot of Saturns are, are, are up to some stuff. <laughs> Do you know that... Uh, Here's the other one. Go okay. ahead. Do you no, want- I was going to... Something related to that was... I remember reading somewhere online and it was like this drug dealer who was like giving tips on like how to drill, how to deal drugs, how not to get caught. And one thing that he mentioned was, ho, if you're taking a... Did you say ho? Ho. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like a pimp, or was that like hacksaw Jim Duggan? Oh, oh! And the one, and the one thing he said, and the one thing he said is like, "Oh, if you're taking drugs across town, bitch." If you're, (laughs) oh, oh, like Andrew Dice Clay. If you're you're taking, oh, if you're running drugs, hickory dickory dock. I sold the cocaine by the dock. Whew. Okay. Sorry. If you're running drugs Ho. Across, <laughs> across state lines, you want to drive a PT Cruiser. Why? Because they don't get po- pulled over very often. I wonder if Saturn has something to do with that. It's like Saturn, when you look at a Saturn, you don't really think to pull that over. Well, guess what, folks? They're on to you. Yeah, they're, they're definitely on you. You want to hear... Well, there's probably not a lot of Saturns left on the road. You want to hear something I was told from another law enforcement expert? In a very fine expert, no <laughs> expert, expert. When they do home seizures for drugs, um, I'm going to try to get this phraseology correct. He basically said, he said it's it's the weird. He's telling me a story of what he, he found drugs and then he found these things, and he's like, it's the. I got to tell you, man, it's the weirdest thing. Whenever you go, whenever you have to make a house, or when you have, whenever you have. Whenever you have to make a house investigation for drugs, 
whenever you find meth, there will be dildos. Really? He said, every time, every time I've had to enter a home for possession or distribution of drugs, there is always a box full of dildos in the house. <laughs> I a- mean, I mean, I mean, dozens to hundreds of times of experience. Whenever they find large quantities of methamphetamine, they find an alarming quantity of dildos. And I don't know about you, but I immediately imagine the box. Like like the box that they that they I, open up? Like I've a, got like a, a picture, treasure trove. I've got a picture in my head of what the box looks like. Like what's in that box? What's in the box? I don't want to share. It's mine. <laughs> they're my I dildos. have the box. They're, That's why. They're my imaginary dildos. <laughs> Isn't that, that strange? Is, that though? is strange, though. Yeah, but strange and also just disturbing. Yes, that people do those two things together. But I guess it makes some sense. Yeah, well, I guess if you're awake that long, you're like, well, I don't know what else. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine just passing one in a hallway, like, "Hey, is that a?" Yeah, my cousin has a huge meth problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look, honey, I know I'm up, but I'm not up. <laughs> uh, it's been four days. That is strange. And so what was fun fact number two? Is that fun fact number two? That was fun fact number two, three, and four. And five. Yeah, yeah. Saturn, Saturns. Saturns and, and Dildoggies. Man, that's... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to support... I'm going to take my horse to the <laughs> old town road. This is just for the algorithm. <laughs> Let's name this one that is also. Yeah. Jeez, interesting. Yeah. You got any other fun facts before I go to our next... Uh, I am all out of fun facts. In the spirit of the Bomb Diaries, this is where we talk about comedy stuff, comedy shows, and make comedy out of the world. Now, with it it being October, and we're going to do our Zoom show at the end of the month, are you dressing up as anything for Halloween, by the way? Are you going to be that guy? I've been thinking about it, but it is a little weird this year because of the quarantine. There's no trick-or-treating, right? Is there any trick-or-treating? I don't. I don't think. It, I think it's banned this year. Is it? Yeah, I don't think you're, the kids are allowed to do it. I thought about just putting candy out on my doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Jerry Lee Lewis had that <laughs> same thought. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's how he sounds. But. <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis is in his grave, going, "This guy knows what I'm talking about." <laughs> um, but I thought about just putting like five, like making little candy bags, and putting them out like three and five at a time. So that, that way some That's punk, gonna take so much work. That way some punk can't come out and steal all of them. But I could put enough out to where like the kids can come get them, and if some punk does come steal them, he only gets five. That's like the most old man thought you've had, I think, so yeah. far. And I'm gonna, can't let the punks get all the candy. I'm gonna cough in the last bag. So if you steal them all <laughs> you get I'm a little COVID. sad about it though. I'm not I don't know if I'm gonna dress up. I've thought about it. I've given I've given it some thought. Have you ever dressed up? Yeah, I've dressed up. I've never seen you at parties. Dressed up for show. I've never seen you at parties, so. Oh, it's because I'm old. Yeah. I you... dress up and fall asleep. <laughs> Did that guy fall asleep how looking sad is... like one of the Jackson 5? How sad is it to be a 34-year-old man with no kids and dress up for Halloween? That's me. That's your thing, though. That is, I'm into That's your thing. You're I'm into, into Halloween. I'm Every into year Halloween. You, have a, you have a costume. I'm into Halloween. You go to a party. You're like not as reluctant around Halloween to do parties. You know why? Because I was like sheltered and reluctant my whole life, got picked on a lot growing up, made fun of a lot growing up, 
afraid to embrace who I am and my personality growing up. So I really kept it like kept it under control. Like I never stepped out. And then as soon as I kind of built my body and self to the point where that ain't happening no more. Um, I'm going to do everything I wanted to do. A couple years after that, I kind of started to shed um, that. And then when I was in Tulsa, this is, this is weird rabbit hole. But when I was in Tulsa, I went to a black barbershop, <clears throat> which is a barbershop. Um, when I say black barbershop, I mean a barbershop filled with all black people except me. I was the only, at any given time, I think... I think in the two years that I went there, I was the only, I was the only person not black. They're like, oh, here there. comes Chris again. And it's fantastic. So that's what I mean when I say black barbershop. But they had maybe eight or twelve um, barbers who would be working there at a, at a given time. And I remember one time when I went in there, noticing just how individualized every one of the barbers was, and every one of the customers what were. And they were like embracing, like I could watch the embracing of their personality through their image and who they, like one dude dressed like a skater, one dude, like all kind like in studs in his ears and all that. And it was just very individualized. And you would think, cause you, like I'm from a very like small town kind of tribal area where everybody kind of acted the same. You would think in a workplace that's got a dozen people who are like, you know, this is a this is a small town area, not small town, but small town portion of the city. So, like these people kind of grew up around each other, most likely. You would think that there'd be a kind of a, a monotony of the image. Yeah, everybody was so different. I was like, why, why don't I do that? Yeah, why like, why can't I be me? I'm inspired. Why don't I figure out who I am, and then like try to be? And I'm still working on that. I mean, you know, I often, I often, like feel like i don't know who i am exactly and uh, like i've just started buying clothes that i like <laughs> 33 <laughs> i've just started buying clothes that i look at a shirt and i'm like that's cool i'm gonna get that instead of being like that's cool i'm gonna get that with none of the printing on it so that i so that i just drift through as plain as possible because <laughs> i look like an extra so i look like an extra um and so that translated into the Halloween when I finally got to a point where I was, I'm, you're not going to bully me anymore. We're, we're not, we're well past that. Um, and I've kind of learned of like, I'm trying to figure out who I am and also embrace it. I started going like, I really like Halloween and I really like dressing up like people I like. And so I just, and then I just dove head first into it and it's been that way. Yeah. Up. Your Halloween costumes are uh i haven't spent they are elaborate i haven't spent under a hundred dollars in a halloween costume in like six seven years so last year you dressed up as jazzy jeff no yeah i dressed up as will smith why would i go as jazzy (laughs) jeff oh was Will Smith? why would i go as jazzy yeah last year i dressed up as robin There's no Batman. I just wanted. I don't to know be... why. To this, I I thought it was Jazzy Jeff for some reason. That outfit was like Jazzy <clears throat> Jeff for me. That was the cheapest one that I had done in a long time. I forgot I. Dressed... And did you make it yourself? No, no. I found the costume. It was the lazier one of the lazier years. What's What's the costume you're the most proud of? Axel Rose. Jeez. Axel Rose and I. Oh, two two of them. Axel Rose. I nailed it. The only problem was. <laughs> The only problem was I had to wear a handkerchief over over the old donkey boy because the leather pants were so tight that it was you knew my religion when you looked at me. Yeah. Um so I had to cover that up. 
the thing I'm really the most proud of is LL Cool J. Oh, costume, yes. That's another one I remember. Which, which will bring us around to our topic. I dressed up like LL Cool J in the 80s, sweatsuit, Kangol hat, and they didn't have an LL Cool J outfit. So I kind of pieced together an outfit that I thought would be LL Cool J. I, why would they not have an LL Cool J? Right. <laughs> no, I, I meant that sarcastically, but I like that. You- <laughs> seriously. Right, why, why not? Seriously, why wouldn't, I, why wouldn't they have that? But um, I pieced it together myself, and I didn't know how spot on the costume was until fellow comedian and friend of the show, Bruce Gray, made a side-by-side picture of me because I was doing a Halloween show, me and this one picture of LL Cool J, and it's the exact same sweatsuit, exact same Kangol hat, same chain, same rings. Same everything. Same everything. And you didn't look at that picture? I had no go-by. I had no go-by. I just remembered in my head like what I thought he wore, and I went on Amazon, and I was like, "Ah, I can't really find what's in my head. I'll just get as close as I can, and it is to the T. LL Cool, LL cool J. J. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's that's my that's my favorite one. What's your favorite one? My favorite one of something I've dressed up as. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, this is going to sound stupid, um, but it's actually something I dressed up as a young child. Um, my Jerry Lee Lewis. I grew you know I grew up with nothing, so I didn't have a lot of money growing up. Here we so go. my uh, my 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 mom gave me ten dollars to buy a Halloween costume because we're going to go to a Halloween party and we're going to have a contest. The best costume. Well, I decided that I was going to take a bunch of boxes and make myself a fake robot. So imagine, like, uh, the best way I could describe it is, have you watched Power Rangers? Like, the mega Zord thing? Yeah. With, like, the knife, the, not the knife, the sword. And so I made something that looked like that out of boxes that I found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And an alley by my house, and like I painted it, and I did that so I could keep the ten dollars. Yeah, because the prize for the contest was ten dollars. Yeah, I already had ten dollars. I didn't need to win the contest. <laughs> I just needed a costume. So I, and then I ended up winning five dollars for most creative. But I thought it looked cool. I look back at that photo that lives somewhere. I think it like in a box somewhere at like my grandma's house. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool, but boy, oh boy, I looked like, I just looked like a box. (laughs) It looked ridiculous, but that's probably the proudest I've ever been of a costume because I made it myself. Yeah, that's good. So that's where that's at. How about worst costume? I'll tell you mine if you'd like to think about it. So worst costume I've ever had because it was so niche. Um, I dressed up like Johnny Depp in, uh, in the movie Once Upon a Time in Mexico. He gets his eyes cut out. And so he has, gla- so he's he's like a bandito, okay. And uh, he has a fake arm, because what he would do is he would sit with somebody at a table, and he would have his fake arm sitting on the table, and his real arm was sitting under the table, pointing a gun at the person. Oh, so he had a fake arm that would sit at the table. So he faked his fake arm, so that they thought that was his fake arm. Exactly. Okay. And so, but there's just one shot in the movie that I thought looked really cool which was he had like a showdown or something. His eyes had been popped out, so he has these black glasses on, and he has blood running under his eyes, and he has the fake arm. Yeah. And he does like a... And so I dressed up as that, which was way too niche at the time. Yes. Because it was like, hey, you're... Are you Johnny Depp in that movie that made $3 million in the box office? Oh, my God. Nobody knew what I was. Oh, my God. 
I just realized I have two worst costumes. What was your... Okay, so the first worst one happened like four, uh, three, four years ago. I dressed up as Prince. I, I tried to dress up as Prince, but I didn't take the time to order any of the stuff. So I was stuck at like going to like Party City to try to put together a costume. So I basically had to buy, I basically had to buy a Disney princess like jacket. Ooh. Because it was the only purple I could find. I don't remember what Disney princess was purple, but I had to buy that. And then I tried to buy a wig that was as close to Prince as I could find. Um, glasses and all that. And I basically... Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. I basically looked like uh, Lenny Kravitz. Because <laughs> the wig <laughs> just kind of turned into a fro. <laughs> I looked like... And it looked like I was... I want to get away. It looked like I was wearing a dress. Um, and it happened to be on a day at work where we thought usually people... Usually it's a mixed bag that maybe like a third of the office, a third we'll of up. like a third of the building will dress up enough people that they're like, oh yeah, I've been dressing up for Halloween. Um, this year Halloween fell on a weird day, and no one dressed up this day except for me <laughs> and like two people in a building of like six hundred people. As it turns out, they were doing layoffs, and I was fired dressed as Prince. I was dressed as Lenny Kravitz in drag. <laughs> And I came in the front of the building and I had to open the door for somebody who was who was bringing someone in like from not from my company for a meeting. And if you would have seen the look, this guy <laughs> is like, <laughs> if, look, if looks could kill, I would have been dead for about five years now. <laughs> the other bad one is when I was, I think, 11 years old, 10 or eh, 10 or 11 years old, where I went to school with the Shenandoah Valley Blue Devils. So I thought it would be cool to dress like a blue devil. Um, what got, is a blue devil? It's just a devil that's blue. Yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? It's a bipedal <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Posable thumbs. Yeah. Um, so I painted my face like to go to school, and it turned out okay. Later that weekend, they were having a parade in Frackville in, in my dad's home, and I was with my dad for the weekend, and I was going to dress up for the parade. So I didn't have as much paint and I needed to repaint my pitchfork and I needed to repaint my face. So my dad's like, I got the fix for you. He took it out to the garage and used like this blue <laughs> spray paint and then like put some on my face too to cover up the rest of the spray painted your face. Um, and I didn't know back then that people huffed that because it makes you high. Yeah, I got I got so sick. I couldn't. Like, I had to lay in the back of the van. <laughs> Are you hunting blue devils? The, Is that what you the got whole, the For the whole parade. I was in the back of the van for like two hours just, <laughs> just to fly me to the moon. I felt so... It was the first time I huffed paint. Which <laughs> was it your last it time? It was the last time I huffed paint. What a sad addiction, by the way. Have you ever looked up mug shots of paint huffing no oh let me brutal um let me do this for you but yeah that was that was the worst the so that's the worst here's here's paint huffing eek i mean and is it always silver (laughs) 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 this one's gold he's a warriors fan too this one's the best one and this poor guy he's been caught like six or seven times because this isn't a fir- this isn't a one time offense. Like, look, here's the dude again. Oh my god! Oh, P- 
paint huffer mugshots over 14 year span. This guy's been caught so many. How do you get caught doing this? Number one. Yeah, because you could do it at home. Number two. Why do you get in trouble? <laughs> like, what is the rule on that that gets you in trouble? Here he is. I guess that's a good question. Life oh, has been tough. Like, how good? How good must it feel? How bad must that mugshot? It's just the saddest. It's yeah, just how the do you get caught thing. doing that for one and for two? <laughs> what it? What's it get like? What happens? Like what happens? That like? Sir, why is it illegal? Sir, have you been huffing paint? Huffing paint and driving? Sir, <laughs> no, I'm holding this for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, so I have no idea where we're at. Um, in the spirit of Halloween. We're going to talk about Halloween shows because that LL Cool J costume that I was so proud of, it was, I was at a Halloween show that I will be talking about tonight when I did that. And not only that, I went to two parties afterward because I'm a cool guy now. And it you was, know how hard it is to get you out of the house for anything, period? <clears throat> right. And they got you out for a show and two parties for Halloween. Two parties for Halloween that night. Um, and it was the first, like, I had known my girlfriend now who it, it, unless i unless i screw it up like like vegas odds would be smart to bet on but i'm trying not to that i'll spend my life with um it was like the first week that I, or two that i it's like it was like our first like date. date it's like our first date hangout thing and i drove over to this party where i was going to see her as ll cool j playing LL Cool J's round the way girl on the way to on the way to see her come but on. nobody was in the room nobody was in the car with you you just did that for you no, that I, was for you I was texting her the I was texting her the whole time and we and then she made an LL Cool J pun like she sent a like like a like a romancy like a like a flirty like a lyric a flirty lyric line from the song to me and I was like this girl gets it because I'm super weird you know this I agree and about everything and I and that translates to music and when she hit me with the deep reference that she probably googled but that's okay she was bought in it's the effort I was like this this is gonna be this something this is gonna be it this is gonna be this, this might be it I, I wasn't thinking this was gonna be it but I was like this will <laughs> be it this tonight is, this is gonna <laughs> I was thinking like this is gonna be something, and so I played that song, and I was in a. Uh, it was a good night. So, um, do you want to talk about best Halloween show first or worst Halloween show first? Uh, definitely my best. Okay, so that's mine. Is that one? And my show was at a funeral home. Was that on Halloween? I I know what Halloween. it is, but that's. So I show up early to shows, as you know. I show up about an hour and a half early for a show most times. Yeah, we both do that. I'm always early as well. Which is a great thing to do unless you're doing a show at a funeral home. Because the day, the work day... (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't wrapped up completely. Not not completely. (laughs) There were people still filing out when I showed up. Imagine having a funeral on Halloween. That's kind of... Well, it wasn't Halloween Halloween. It was the Saturday... Prior to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I show up in a complete tracksuit with a Kangol hat on and a big old gaudy chain sticking out and walk into the green room, which was the grieving room. Oh, so like on the green room couch, you would look down and in the seams of the couch, there'd be like tissues <laughs> from people crying that oh, day because they lost their mamam or papa. That's brutal. Uh, but did a show in the funeral home and packed in the place. <laughs> Knocked them stiff. 
packed in the place it had to be. I mean, it had which in in this place was like eighty people, but we love a room like that. 60 yeah, that's, 80 that's, people. that's yeah, that's a perfect size. Yeah, um, and and the show just went fantastic, like exactly how you'd want it to go. And the best part was this was still like jockeying for position time when no one no one really made the official settled like who who were the smashers in town or not. So you would show up on a lineup and you wouldn't, like you might be second, you might close out because there would always be six or eight comics or 10 comics on a show. And you just landed where you landed. Yeah, they, it wouldn't, and you they would just put you wherever you thought you would be. And on this particular night, I think they had me like third or fourth out of six. And it was one of those sets of like, good luck, boys. <laughs> and you come, you know, when you come back to the green room or wherever you're at, and if you're not with strong comics, you know, if I'm with you and you're going after me and I come off and have a set like I should have, you're excited because you're like, it's going to be a fun night. If you're not a strong comic and someone comes off having a great night, you're like, oh, no. And that was, <laughs> those were the those those were the faces that I came back to because we were we were only just learning who's who's who who's doing what. Yeah. Um, and so that was fun. So that was the funnest one? That was my funnest Halloween show ever. So the funnest one I've ever had. Uh, so this was, man, it was literally almost a decade ago, if not more than a decade ago. Okay. Um, I was invited to a, a to on a Halloween show. And it was like a last minute text. And it's the day before Halloween. It's not Halloween. It's not, uh, I didn't see the flyer for the show. I'm not on the flyer for the show. <laughs> that's a big thing. With yeah, you. that's a big thing for me. You yeah. want me on the show? You got to put my face on. Put me on the flyer. I'm not showing um, up. <laughs> so I got a text uh, from somebody who was running a show. It's like, hey, we had somebody drop out. Can you come and do 20 minutes? Fine. That sounds good. This to is me. your best one, right? Yeah. Okay. So best one, right? <clears throat> and I, I'm going to say that it's the best for me. Okay. Right. Uh, so I show up. And I guess it's just more funny to me than, like, I knocked it out of the park or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I show up. I see the flyer for the show. And I realize tomorrow's Halloween. Mm. I completely forgot. I I wasn't thinking. I was just in my comedy. I was thinking about what I was going to be doing that night. I was thinking about, okay, who's who else is on the show? It was kind of more of a last-minute call. I show up. All the comics are dressed up. Mm. minus me oh no everybody (laughs) in the audience (laughs) is dressed up yeah there's a costume contest and let me tell you what was going on that night there's a costume contest there's like a weird potluck going on yeah like people are bringing food uh the place doesn't i think the the place sold like or gave away like peanuts and snacks, Does but it, not d- doesn't serve a full menu. Is this in Fresno? Yes, it had to be. Yeah, because Fresno Fresno is the king of shows. <laughs> it's like, well, like you say, we'll pay you in a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, here <laughs> you go. When am I ever going to be back here? I live two hours away. Don't pay me in an iced tea <laughs> gift card. <laughs> Please, yeah. please give me money. <laughs> give me anything. I don't have gas to get home. I uh, I don't want an iced tea gift card for two hours away. I'm stuck, but at least I'm not thirsty with my full <laughs> <laughs> Um So everybody's dressed up. So there's a, there's a potluck. 
there's a costume contest. Everybody knows about both these things. What they don't know about is the comedy show that's about to happen. Great. Because there's a flyer for it. It just so happened that this venue wanted to have a comedy show. Well, they had a set comedy night. And that comedy night just happened to fall the day before Halloween, which is when they wanted to have their Halloween party. Yes. So they have a Halloween party. Absolutely everybody's dressed up. I show up. I'm just in like a t-shirt and jeans. So these people show up dressed up to party. They are not there to watch a comedy They're there show. to dance. They're there to dance. And right? these are college kids. College kids. Yeah, it's actually a little bit of, of an older crowd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 40. <laughs> People suck. A, uh, People suck. But it was like a dive bar kind of place, so it's yeah. like that that crowd, right? Sure. So I show up. I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. I'm also up like, I, I want to say first or second. It's like the host and me. Uh, host also knew was in on the wear costume thing. Never thought to tell you. Never thought to tell me. Didn't. Hey, heads up. It's a it's a Halloween theme. No right? problem. And yeah. Why Why would I have thought about that? Yep. Um, I show up. I do okay. It's okay. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But I also got lucky because I was up first. So the, everybody's there to party. Half them are drunk. Actually, all of them are drunk. I do okay, but my favorite thing about that show was watching everybody else go up there and like get referred to as what they were wearing. Oh no. And then have somebody so like the the guy who was on after me was dressed as Frankenstein. Okay. And I remember vividly. <laughs> <laughs> hey Frank, you suck. <laughs> we want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nobody remembers anything. And so for me it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's definitely the the best one I went to because hey, I didn't have to partake in it. I didn't know about it. And there's nothing more silly than sitting on stage while you're dressed normal and watching everybody else dressed as Frankenstein, dressed as pump, slutty pumpkins, mm-hmm. dressed as, you know, whatever. Yeah, you don't want to... And then b- just being like... You don't want to bomb as Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> and then just being like, hey, I'm actually not the idiot in this room. I'm that's, actually okay. All you great. guys look so stupid. How did your set go? It was fine. I, like I don't remember. Get it. off the stage, Mexican! <laughs> Are you dressed like a poor person? Uh, <laughs> oh, but it was my favorite. Boo, thing. You dressed like a Mexican accountant because there's nothing more. I don't want to say there's nothing more fun, given the scope of what we're talking about. It was awesome to just like have full on comedy conversations with somebody dressed as Frankenstein. That's amazing. And just be like, look, I, I to be serious, I don't know what. Like, hey, did that work? And it's like, hey, how about this? <laughs> how about you're dressed as Frankenstein and nobody gives a shit? They're not yeah. here for you. How yeah. about that? <laughs> just to just be in the green yeah, room, just, just be with you. Frankenstein's Frankenstein sitting, like legs legs splayed out, elbows on knees, but still lean back and just look up at you and go, crowd sucked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so that's definitely my best one because it was fun for me. That's fantastic. Can I give you my worst because it's the exact opposite? Um, yeah, I, I was going to give you mine because I feel like your story is going to be better than mine, but go. It's it, So I don't think it is going to be better, but okay. the worst one was the exact opposite situation where we're told that there's a Halloween theme. We're to dress up, right? Also, costume contest. Yep. 
this time the people that weren't notified about the Halloween thing because it's like it was like literally a week before Halloween. So this wasn't like, hey, tomorrow's Halloween. This makes sense. It's a week before Halloween. Yeah. All the comics come dressed. <laughs> None of the crowd. <laughs> None of the crowd. And there's it's okay to and of course we all bomb. Yeah. Right? It's and it's just a shitty situation. But yeah. if you're gonna bomb, it sucks. So hard to bomb as a vampire. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember at some point, at while you're on I, I remember at some point being on stage and nobody's laughing, and then me just being like, "I guess I suck tonight." <laughs> <laughs> I want to suck my own blood. <laughs> And that's that was the worst because it was the exact opposite where it was just like not only am I bombing then I remember that set not going well at all at all <laughs> but I'm bombing dressed like a vampire well, even worse than that is eventually the show ends and that's all fine while the show's <laughs> going on because at least even though it's not going well they all get what's going on but then the night just starts. <laughs> And people are dancing and partying and walking up and down the street as you're going to your car. And they're like, why is that guy dressed like Johnny Depp from a $3 million budget movie? Hey, it's October 15th. <laughs> it's, it's too far. The opposite of that happened to me and my brother one time. Um, for his bachelor party weekend, we went to, he, he lives in Pennsylvania, and we went to this... Um, beach kind of resort community in new jersey it's called avalon beach and it's really nice it's like this upscale thing that we don't belong in but Fancy. one of our friends does and so we go there for the weekend and it is a community of i'm telling you a few thousand um <clears throat> it's a few thousand 30 to 50 year olds who have bought a second house purely for the purposes of partying the oh, entire geez. summer it's the weirdest community I've ever seen. There was a guy in our group. His name was Baby Pat. He was 29 years old. <laughs> I swear to God. 29, Baby Pat. And so it, it's just a playground for adults who decided never to really shut her down. But have enough money to, to do that. To just live it up. It's like Martha, Martha's Vineyard for... Our buddy tells us there's going to be a costume contest at this one bar, and we got to get costumes. He wants to dress like the 1993 Philadelphia Phillies. That's oddly specific. I think it's a 93 Phillies. If you're from my area, you know this Phillies team because they did kind of well, and no, one, no Philly teams ever do well. So they did kind of well. Like I think they got to the World Series and got beat, and that's enough for us. That's enough to have a whole Halloween costume. And me and my brother are like, we are not, we are not going to dress like the 93. I'm not going to spend $150 to find a costume to dress like a 93 Philadelphia Philly. We just found out about this a day and a half ago. I'm, we're not going to drive around New Jersey to find Philadelphia Phillies jerseys from the 90s that fit what this team scheme is. But they were all ready to go. We're like, no one's going to do this. And plus, jerseys are expensive. We go to this bar, hundreds of people, thousands in the town. In the entire day, my brother and I were the only people that we saw that were not wearing costumes, dressed something like, like not all dressed like the 93 Phillies, but, but in the same but kind something. of... something. And everybody in the town would walk by us not dressed up and be like, oh, douchebags. Oh, you're too cool? <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh. No show, but 
amazing costume party. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your worst? Worst show is friend of the show and beloved human being, Andrew Boydston, where all good stories begin. <laughs> Tells us, she's like, hey, the thing. hey guys, um, I got this show. I want you to do it. And it was me, Trevor Dustin, um, who's since quit comedy. And, and I'm sure this is part He's of, happy. I'm sure this is part of the reason why. Um, hey, this this couple who comes out to shows, they loved like they loved our show so much. Like they were at a show. They loved our show so much and loved mine so much that they want to put on a show at their house Ooh. for them for them and all their friends. And they and they want me to bring some buddies and do it. Can you guys come and do like twenty minutes? Yeah, fine. Why not? And I'm thinking like this doesn't sound good. But he's like, no, I'm telling you, they loved it so much. They're getting all their friends together. There's going to be like there's going to be like 50, 60 people for a show. All right. So we show up and we all kind of meet outside because Boydson's walking us in. Me and Trevor don't know anybody. Yeah, you're not just going to show up. He knows two people, the people that own the house. We know nobody. And it's costume party right around Halloween. We do not dress up. I think Andrew dressed up. I think he, I <laughs> that think sounds he, about right. I think he dressed up as an L.A. Dodger. I don't know what it is about baseball uniforms getting me in trouble. <laughs> I think he dressed up as a Dodger. Me and Trevor dressed up like people who were um, suspicious about a comedy show. <laughs> so we show up and we walk in a house and there's just a party going on. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people here. But like, we're there for like an hour and, and then like an hour and a half. And no one's really talking to us and they're kind of like, uh kind of looking at us funny and so me and trevor go outside and and we're just kind of standing out there going i have something doesn't feel right and then they're out in the garage playing darts and beer pong and all this stuff and we start to realize they they're they have no idea there's going to be a show so not even the people who own the home they knew okay those two people knew there was going to be a show Everyone else they invited had no idea there was going to be a show that's always fun they're just carrying on their night at a costume party and then these homeowners, their friend, come try are now trying to wrangle them going, oh, we're going to get a show going. And they've got seating arranged in the backyard just all over the place. <laughs> and we're, chairs. we're watching the homeowners go up to these people and like tap them and explain like, come on, there's a show. To wrangle them in. And we watch the people look back and kind of mouth like, what? Yeah, there's a comedy show. And they're going like, why? Oh, my God. <clears throat> and Did looking, you actually see somebody say why? Yes. Yes, oh, I did. Oh, that is brutal. And so now it's me, Trevor, and Andrew in the front yard alone. And, and me and Trevor are going, let's get let's just get out of here. And Andrew's like, no, we got to do what we said we we're going to. I'm like, let's, we just need to go. I said, they like, they don't want us to do this. They, they don't need it. Like, they're having a great night. They're having a <laughs> great night. They're having so much fun. They're having so much fun in there. They don't need it. We, I don't need this. Like we don't need it. We don't need to get up and talk to these people. We can just go, and they'll never know, and let them have their night. And I'm watching people in like a bee outfit, go like flap, have to <laughs> flap, flap into the backyard. Um, someone finds a speaker that's about the size of your iPhone, and hooks a microphone into that, and it only works in one corner in the yard that's nowhere near, like where it's, everybody else it's, is sitting. It's right next to the house. Like there's a sliding glass door from the kitchen. It's right there and then the seats are and each of us did like 20 or 25 solid 20 did you guys really yeah so you guys still went through with the whole set went through with the whole setup 
whole setup. How was the crowd? They were all right. I mean, they they were very they were generous and they like they tried and they listened, but I couldn't get out of my own head of the whole time of like this is I'm ruining your night. You might laugh, but it, but you're going to be like why what was that? <laughs> like, <laughs> why like, was that? You you may get through this night fine because we did we all did fine and it went okay. Um I think Boydston might have done like 40 minutes. <laughs> Um, you might get through this fine and have a good night, but next year you're going to be getting ready for the Halloween party and being like, you're going to be like, you're going to look to your significant other and be like, I don't know. They better not be a goddamn comedy. Do we really want to go to this tonight? And you're in a, at that moment, you're in a backyard, you're in a backyard, no stage. You're on pavement with a little, with a little sing song a little baby amp um a little baby mic like the microphone plugged into the amp and gave you like five feet of slack you had to try to point it in the direction of the crowd as much as you can go and yeah there's somebody dressed like buzz lightyear just staring <laughs> at you <laughs> oh i don't know how many comedy shows i've done in yards but it's too much. Do you have a worst yard show you've ever done? Yeah, I did a sh- I did a, a a show at a yard in a yard of a uh, I don't know if it's a country club or like I don't know, but it was a yard. Mm-hmm. Um, for I might have told this story. You may know this one. Um, it was for American Cancer Society. Oh, we show up. So there's five comics. Also, one of those things where it's like. Hey, today, can you come to this? And it's like, yeah, sure, let's do that. It was a place, uh, Oakhurst, California. Did anyone say there was going to be a comedy show? No. (laughs) Not only did nobody tell these people, but it was a black tie event. Mm -hmm. Each seat was 100 bucks. (laughs) Right? So the event coordinator thought it would be fun. How much did you get paid? 100 bucks. Because you always get paid. Like charity gigs, they they will pay you. They'll pay you. So 100 bucks. So. But every single one of these seats were a hundred bucks. Yeah. So these are people who are like of influence, right? They're they they donated. I don't know how much they they bought a plate of try terrible whatever food. It, yeah, terrible. whatever it was that they were. They're already they were miserable because they bought that banquet chicken. You're right. Tri tip, raspberry vinaigrette salad. Every man in there is miserable. Yep. Everybody. And so we are, we get there in the event court, and we're asking the event coordinator like, hey, when are we going to go up, and where are we supposed to sit? They put us at a kids table. Not, not like, I don't mean like a table where there's kids. I mean, our table isn't the same size as everybody else's oh table. God. Is it what color was the table? It just had, it, like, it was like, hey, we forgot they were coming. Let's just throw a cloth on this thing. Oh, my God. Right? Um, we're not dressed. Everybody else, it's like black tie, dressed to the nines, right? Mm-hmm. We have no idea when we're going up, and we have no idea where we're going up because there's no stage. There's nothing. It's just tables till the eye can see. And they have no idea why you're going up. Yeah. And (laughs) we get there probably around 6. Event starts at about 7. We show up early. Yeah. About 10 o'clock, we're like, hey, uh, are we going to, like, are we going to, like, see what's happening? That's where we differ. And that's where we really make a good team together because I would have never, I would have sat there the entire night. Not said anything. I would have left at 8. Yeah. Well, I stood the whole time. Yep. And 
Cause so it, I'm I'm actually pretty new into comedy at the time. I'm maybe six, seven months in. But I remember from your story, that you're, you're on fire. Yeah, I was doing well. So I was like, hey, this is going to be good. Crushing it. Yeah. And so we go up to the lady like, hey, when are we supposed to start? And where are we supposed to start? And she's like, oh, yeah, the comedians. Oh, uh, a great sign. Let me let me go grab some people. And it's like she's like dragging people over by like this fire pit, mm-hmm. which is just on a lawn. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, comedy show. And they're like, what? the what? Like, what's going on? And so we have like four people who are left from the event. You know, it was maybe more than four. There's maybe like eight or nine. Mm-hmm. All the guys, it's at the end of the night where like these guys have already let loose the ties off. The women have their hair and buns already, <laughs> right? Like, they don't want... They want to go home. They want to go home. Or they just want to be drunk. Yes. And so we're telling jokes in front of this a fire pit. Oh, yeah, and by the way, right before I go up, she's like, oh, yeah, we can't cuss. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can't cuss. There's four people at a fireplace. Right. And now you're going to tell me five minutes... Like, not even five, five seconds before I go up, I can't cuss. Mm. And it was like, I went up, I probably did 15 minutes, person after me went up and it was fine but it was just like which six months into comedy is 14 minutes longer than you should be doing oh yeah it's it's 20 more minutes of what i had um but it was just like why am i who called for this and why it's like the same that same like your your stomach kind of falls when you see somebody's mouth why yeah is exactly what that felt You're like. You're giving jokes to someone who does not want them. Speaking of shows for benevolent causes, the New Year's Eve show that we did at the church, I remember they said they were going to give us they were going to give us video clips of our sets. We never saw that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many promo videos that was used in to convert people to a religion I don't believe in. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your head in the beach up, wide old.